Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. It's Double Duty Podcast time again. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Talking Real Money Dualcast. It's the podcast. It's the vidcast. It's a little bit of a cast for everyone with this cast. Me, Don McDonald, sitting here in the Virginia studio again. I feel like John Oliver against this blank void. Uh, or is it this way? Now, wait, the blank void is the background or your head? Yeah, no. Okay. Well, since COVID, he's been doing it from like his basement with a, ah, with a okay, white wall and he calls it his blank void. Um, I, yeah, I like John Oliver. My wife does not. So we're just. I find him funny, yeah. but I don't watch him, but I find him. Funny. I got to tell you, I find him funnier when he has an audience. Because you got something to play off? Yeah. Yeah, it's like which is you know I now have a chair in my studio at home. I need to have an audience. I need no, to, no I need one to have, person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, they can applaud. One they can laugh. No, 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 hiss. no. You see, audiences need other audience members. Ah, to okay, cue. So we need we need fake. We need a live studio laugh track. No, what we what we actually need to do is figure out a way to do this in front of a streaming audience, where that they're you know they're little Ooh. yeah they yeah. Like the like the Hollywood Squares thing, where you see all those little faces yeah. pop up. Okay, this is a bad idea, and and it really okay. it, it really has, has nothing nothing to, to do with money. It has nothing to do with money. Did I introduce Tom? No, you didn't. As usual, hi, I'm Tom Cock. Thanks for joining us. I usually introduce you. That's true. You do. I'm giving you a bad time because really? you talked about the blank void, and I was concerned you might be talking about your. Well, that's that's occurring, as you know. I'm just like you, getting older. I- I understand. Uh, I took more hits to the head, though, than you did, so I'm worried. Oh, yeah. No, you're going to go. You're, this is going for you faster than me. <laughs> Pretty yeah, quick. I, I did not play sports. <laughs> you know, Smart guy. Yeah, I played like Little League for like uh, three days, and they kept putting me out in, in double right field. They, they actually, I actually had like I double that. right field. You hey, be the guy right you, behind that you, guy. You go, you go out there in case somebody <laughs> hits a 400-foot home run in Little League. And watch out for the butterflies because they might fly by. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. We, we're going to talk about, well, we're going to talk about the exact opposite of being young and playing sports. Retirements. <laughs> the, the process. Oh, fun. The process of getting old is universal. We're all doing it every day. And there will come a point when this is more of a blank void for Tom. Uh, and you know, he's not just, he's not going to be able to do this anymore. Fine. Cause you don't, you don't want to listen to a guy going. That's all he's going to say. Actually, that might be better than the bad <laughs> jokes I have normally. So you may be wrong oh, there, but okay. Good point. Uh, let's talk about how you fund retirement because I think there's a yeah. lot of confusion around this. Mm-hmm. We, we, uh, I was just talking with a friend today who is like 
thinking about converting to a Roth and said, well, all my friends say to convert to a Roth and they don't have the money to pay the taxes to convert to the Roth. And I don't know that anybody really gets what all this is. So let's talk about all of the various accounts. Now, this is important to understand. We're talking about accounts, not investments within the accounts. An IRA is not an investment. A Roth is not an investment. A 401k is not an investment. A 403b, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Plus, there are these really cool self-employment options or small, small business options that we want to make you aware of. So, Tom, the basics, we start at the, the highest level, really, is yeah. the is the, the company-sponsored traditional plans, the 401s, 403s, 457s. What are those? Well, let's and we'll go through those. But here's the thing: that only covers. I think it's less than half of America can get into one of those. So there's a lot of people that can't get into a 401k, which is an ERISA plan, employer-sponsored plan. Right? This is put together by your employer. You can put money in. They may or may not have a match. May or may not. Mm-hmm. Not always. It's not required. They do not required. Some are very generous, some less generous. I mean, that's something to look at in terms of a benefit if you're thinking of going to work for a company. 403B is a similar type of plan, except that is with a not-for-profit organization, government at all. Um, 457, also deferred compensation, similar enough, right? This is money, pre-tax money you're putting away. Do you get a little ding every time you give a good answer? I'm trying to stop this. (laughs) I thought maybe it was like the, okay, Tom got that one right. Yeah, <laughs> well, there would, as you know, there wouldn't be that many right. things. Well, well that's what I figured. We, oh, I went, he got one, right? <laughs> I'll take it. Um, the, so those are kind of the employers. What am I missing on the employer's bounce? You, you pretty there's much have it. Right? I mean, it's 401. There's a 401. There's 401A, which I was getting well, but, but But 401, yeah, okay, then we get in. But those are for highly compensated people, and yeah. I, let's not get into all that. Basic ones, 401K, 403B, yep. 457. Yep. Um, all of those are company-sponsored or employer-sponsored plans that uh, in which you can choose to participate or choose not to participate. They can or cannot match. And then there are two kinds of those plans. You mean either pre-tax or Roth. Right. And that depends. The plan has to offer those options. They don't all offer a Roth option. Not. But all. what's the difference? Well, one comes out of your check uh, before any tax is paid gets invested, grows, and then when you take it out, you pay regular income tax on it. The other goes in after you've paid taxes, that's the Roth part, and then it grows, and when you take it out, no tax. So for a young person in a low tax bracket, I think it makes a ton of sense to put it in as a Roth, correct? Mm -hmm. Then maybe when you get a little older and your tax rate is a little bit higher, you could do some in pre-tax, some in post-tax, depending on your current tax rate and what you expect it to be in retirement. That's always the kind of the guess. But I like the, I like to do both because I like the idea that you have several pots, if you will, to pull money from when you retire. Now, for those That's who don't have a 401k, a 403b, or a 457 plan at work, then there are individual retirement account options. And that's what IRA stands for is individual retirement account. And this is a lot of people throw up their hands when they work at a job where they don't have a plan or they, they go to work and well, you haven't been here long enough, or you haven't, you don't work enough hours or you're not qualified to be in the plan. And they say, well, I don't have a retirement plan. Baloney. 
There really is a retirement plan for anyone who has income. It's called, as you just pointed out, the Individual Retirement Account, IRA, or the Roth Individual Retirement Account. And it is yours, by the way. It's always yours. And when you pass away, you can leave it to others. I got that oh, right again. Another one. Good um, job. So <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea how to turn all that off. I probably have to shut you down to do it. Um, but those are places anytime you have income. So as a young person, when you have income, you could do a individual retirement account or a Roth. And by the way, if you're married and your spouse has income, you can again do an individual retirement account. So there's really no excuse talking to some of you in the audience who tell me, well, I don't have a plan at work, so I can't do anything. Yeah, you pretty much can. Well, but what about the income limits for funding Roth IRAs and traditional IRAs and getting the tax deduction or the tax free? This is, I mean, you get into a little more of the detail, right? I think it's 6000 maximum for folks who are putting money into an individual retirement account or a Roth retirement account up to age 50. Then you can add another 1000 after age 50. So that To bring you 7, to seven, right. 000. Right. Correct. Um, you could get trickier here if your income's above the $208,000 as a couple and you can't fund a Roth IRA. You could do a backdoor a backdoor Roth where the money goes into an IRA and then immediately goes over to a Roth. Again, getting into the weeds here a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, there are always ways to save. And uh, I try to tell people as soon as you have any income or your child has any income or your grandchild, start a retirement account. Doesn't mean all the money has to go there, but something. So you see kind of the benefit of saving. You see the benefit of growth and you're building for a long-term future. No, it won't buy you a house or a car, but it should buy you retirement way down the road. And then for the self-employed or for the very small businesses that have just have a few employees, there are some other options, some of which have been around for a long time, one of which is relatively new. I don't know the relative. Is that the solo, solo 401k? 401k? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, th- which is, again, I don't know enough and know about the differences between that, a SEP IRA and a simple IRA. But th- those come down to well, income. I mean, yeah. Income here's the difference. Here's the difference. Contribution. A, a SEP IRA is more of a, it, it's, it's geared more toward an, a, a sole prop. It's a simplified employee pension IRA. And in a SEP IRA, you can put away about 20% of your profit, twenty five. Is it twenty? Not of your profit, of your gross income. Of your of your business 25% profit. Percent of your business income. Minus though, top, minus top a line. deduction of uh, part of your self employment tax. Or yeah, you got to take the but or yeah, fifty still, or fifty eight thousand dollars. A lot of money you could put away, which is more. We didn't give the limits for the four hundred one k, but that's only nineteen five unless you're. Old like I am, you could put away twenty six thousand dollars a year there. And then a simple IRA is is actually simpler than a SEP. There's a lot less paperwork and record keeping. It's more like an IRA for uh, small businesses and and self employed. And you have to, in addition, you can contribute to your own as the proprietor, but you also have to contribute to your employees' plans at a similar rate. But the 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 contribution can be relatively large, about thirteen five. Yeah, for twenty twenty one, it's thirteen five. But then there's the solo four hundred one, which is really nice. Hans has got his own plan. He's got right. his own I plan, and the really nice thing about that is that the contribution limit is the same as for a an employee sponsored 401 
the 195. And you can also give an employer contribution and it's for small ah. companies and it keeps the costs low because it's a very simple plan to set up. It doesn't, you don't have to do as much reporting as you would it, in a 401 Exactly. It plan, doesn't have say. the ponderous reporting uh, yeah. that a, a full-fledged 401k plan has. So, there, so you can put in your contribution and then your company can make a match of some kind. Right. What you're you, saying. And if, ah, very good. So it, it's very, very similar. Plus, there's a catch-up contribution of 6500 just like the regular one if you're yeah. over uh, 50 years old. So those are really your big options. And then there's one other. That oh, people don't yes. think about. Let's say the Don McDonald pension fund. We all throw a couple bucks at that. You've maxed out. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, you've maxed okay. out all your other options. You've got you've 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 got your four hundred one k funded or your solo four hundred one k. You funded your Roth IRA. You still have some money left. You want to save it for retirement. You want some sort of a tax benefit to go along with that. You don't want to pay a lot in taxes. Nobody does. You should just go out and buy an equity-oriented exchange-traded fund. Why? Just in a regular brokerage account yeah. is what you're saying. You're saving something. Why? Be Why should you buy that? What, what's the tax advantage? See, this is something people don't think about. There is a tax advantage to a growth-oriented ETF that we don't think about. Well, it unless you're selling it and and you know uh, unless you're trading selling it. that fund trading it then there's really very little tax you're going to pay on that as it continues to grow because in an That's ETF in an ETF capital gains even are not realized and therefore not passed along to shareholders Correct. so you can buy an ETF like VT for example the Vanguard Total World Stock Index ETF you could buy that today and hold it for the next 30 years and not pay a cent in taxes on the growth in the value of the fund. Yes, you will pay taxes on distributed dividends, but those tend to it's be in the small. yeah, it's in the one yeah, and, and a so half. The only, time you're gonna, only time you're going to pay on that in a brokerage account is you're going to pay capital gains when you start selling some of those shares and taking the money and using it for something else. But let me tell you an advantage that most people don't realize either. When you take money out of your regular IRA or 401k, you pay taxes at your regular income tax bracket. And today and for most of the past, recent past, the rate for income is and has been much higher than the rate for capital gains. When you take money out of that deferred ETF, you're going to pay taxes, but it will likely be at the lower capital gains rate than at that higher income rate. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. So just to go back, I mean, again, I think anyone who has a job of any kind, teenager, son, daughter, grandkid, whatever, you should help get them started. And here's an easy place to do it because I think they now have qualified accounts too, right? Acorns, which we haven't talked mm -hmm. about in a long time, but it's automated. It's, you don't, ha you don't have to do anything. The money comes out of the bank account, goes into the acorn, gets invested in a global portfolio at a pretty low cost. And it's a set it and forget it situation for most people. That by the way, is the best way to save for the future rather than requiring them to write a check, requiring them to move money because it just feels difficult to do that. When it's a disciplined approach, it works. That's what my take on all that. All right. Now we're going to take a comment 
Uh-oh. That came in from TalkingRealMoney.com and a question. I can see from your face. It's scaring me. That's yeah, not okay. too scary. Yeah, right. okay. uh, on Saturday's show. Well, I can't take much blame because I was only yeah. on for about 40 seconds. So or okay. Monday's podcast. Yeah. I mentioned a review we got from a young person. Yes. Who went by the, the, the moniker of Marks something or other who said, we are just a show old. for old people. Yeah. And that we're not, we don't, we're not hip enough to get crypto. Maybe not. Or to buy it for that matter. <laughs> I wouldn't, I, okay. Charles Barkley said his advisors won't let him do it. So that's good enough for me, by the and way. What's with Rick Edelman? Hi. <sighs> anyway. Rick. So anyway, someone responded to that. Yes. And I, I wanted to read the response. They said. I haven't yes, read it yet. You are old. My thoughts on young people is the subject, the topic. Okay. Hi, so Don. This is the review. Yeah. Hi, okay. Don and Tom. I heard your segment about only appealing to rich old people who want to invest $200,000 and felt obliged to reach out. And boy, do we appreciate it. <laughs> I am 27 years old. Oh. There you go. You're See? There young, you go. Yeah. And I've listened to your show for a few months now. I really do enjoy it and I found it quite useful. I also listen to many other podcasts to stay well rounded. As a younger person, I would love to know more about what percent of my income I should be saving for retirement, in what assets, and how should my strategy change as I get older? For example, is my Roth IRA or my Roth 401k better if my Roth 401k has good investment options? Where does my HSA fit into this picture? I do like your investing advice, but it does seem geared toward people closer to retirement. How should a 27-year-old's investment strategy differ from more typical advice you give uh, for those rich old people? Anyway, the show is great, and don't listen to those young haters who are still living in their mom's basement. <laughs> I think I did say something about that, so that may have elicited some of the wait, negative response. Wait, I do isn't that isn't that Joe Saul Seahigh from Stacking Benjamins too? <laughs> Joe. <laughs> I think Joe, I said something. I think I did too. Are, I feel aren't bad. you still living in your mom's basement? And not paying the cable TV bill. Yeah, <laughs> cable TV okay. bill. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. But then, you know, <laughs> she right. has a, she makes a great point. Um, you know, how do you yeah. invest when you're tw in fact this is turns out to be a comment okay, and a this question. This is pretty easy. This is pretty easy. Okay, number one. If you have an employer plan, you save at least up to the match. Mm-hmm. Which is what makes money. your Roth 401k better than your Roth IRA because there's Remember, free you money. Can put money in your, you can put money in your Roth 401k. The, the match is always going to be in pre-tax regular 401k. Right. Them's the rules. Um, number two, in terms of asset allocation, I for a 27-year-old, you should be very aggressive if you can take the ups and downs of the market. Mm -hmm. You should be 90% in stocks. 100% in stocks. Yeah. I mean, if you could take the volatility, remember volatility is good when you're 27 because the market sells off. You're buying more shares at a lower price. It's a good deal, but it's still emotionally can be difficult. Number three, the asset allocation part. Here's the way I would look at it. In the Roth port, put the, you know, the, the, the assets that have appreciated more quickly. Small, small value, international small, if you have that. A value, a value funds of any kind could be in the Roth 401k. Then, because he asked the point, or she, she, she asked, made the point, well, okay, what if I have a Roth IRA? Then again, those would be the more aggressive parts of the portfolio. And they may be things you don't have in your 401k. We look at a lot of 401k plans that have very little 
international, very little, really small value. They don't have emerging markets. They might not have REITs. Asset classes, groups of stocks you can't get in your retirement plan at work. You can buy those in your Roth IRA outside of work. And she also asked, how does her HSA fit into this picture, her health savings account? Yeah. So, I mean, with the HSA, I always advise, because the HSA is designed to be there for sort of unexpected medical expenses. Mm -hmm. So I still would prefer to see keep half of it in money market, short-term bonds, something like that. And then maybe the other half is invested. And they usually give you a list of things. Again, that could be a place where you offset the assets you have in your 401k versus your Roth, and then own something different in that HSA. But I would still have a sizable amount. I think ours actually makes you keep $1,000 in the money market, interestingly enough. Which it should. Which I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do that because I have I could write a check from somewhere else if I needed. I'd rather have it all invested because it's unlikely money I spent. That's okay. So that's, again, half maybe or up to 1000 bucks, and, and I don't know anything about your health. And then the rest of it invests. Now, she also asked, and and this answer is going to be in line with our belief that you should keep your financial life simple, particularly when you're younger and you're not, you're not putting away as much. When you're older, it gets more complicated. That's when you start to need advice. Uh, but she says, in what assets and how should my strategy change as I get older? And this is where a wonderful invention that I poo-poo a little bit because it is totally age-based and not not emotionally based or brain-based but or financially based uh, because it knows nothing about your right. personal situation but but a great choice in in 401k's particularly can be the target date option which many are offering now and so you, and by the way, I think a very simple add on to that would be Paul Merriman's target date plus 20% in small value if they have yeah. that available. And at your age, you should be looking at a 2060 target date. <laughs> Pardon me. I'm sorry. 2060. We are, that's a different target date for Don and I, but that's a whole other show. Yeah. 2060 so. will put Don at 104. <laughs> we'll be very comfortably we'll, rested. Yeah. Let's put it that uh, way. So. Wishing you all the best from the grave. <laughs> exactly. uh, but uh, really, a target date might make a whole heck of a lot of sense. Yeah. No, I, again, and if you could, just a little more sophistication, the target date and small and small value to add on because you get so little of those asset classes. Right. Again, And this gets back to how much time you want to spend on things. Again, and how in the weeds you want to get. Yeah. I mean, if you want to just, if you're saving and it's going to a target date fund, that is fine. That's a good start. I talk to people all the time. Oh, I want to do more. Okay. Then you can do more. But this is a fine place to start. The reality is though, most people don't do well doing more unless they have incredible discipline, which most people don't have. It's just we we don't have it. It's we're hard. we're people. Yep. We're humans. We're emotional. We're we're stupid. Uh, which leads us to you know, for example, when we were talking about all the different retirement accounts, if you're looking yes. at all, if, if if all of what we said leaves your head just, um, this is one of the reasons why we said, well, let's see. Given the limited amount of time we have in the radio show and the podcast, why don't we make Vestry Advisors available to people to help them figure out what might be best for them? This is a perfect example. Let's say you're saying, I don't know what kind of a retirement plan I should have. I'm self-employed. I'm not self I don't know. I'm just confused. Please help me. We will help, and we won't charge you anything for one meeting. 
If you want more, we're going to charge you. Uh, we won't push you to do anything. There's no high-pressure sales pitch. You will get the help you need to make better decisions. And it's so, 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 so easy to do. All you do is go to vestry.com and set up an appointment when it's convenient for you. For you. And if that's the middle of the night, Tom will call. Oh, you bet I would. Well, eh, middle, middle, you early only, morning. You only yeah, sleep for about okay. two hours depends, in there anyway. <laughs> Come depends on. on what the middle of the night is. I guess. So go to vestry.com and set up an appointment or call our office. The number is at vestry.com or it's 800-386-3004. If you have questions for us here on the show, the podcast, uh, you can call those in to a different number, 855 855- 935 talk that's 24 hours a day seven days a week don will answer in the middle of the night never okay i hardly ever answer my phone phone that's good because there's so much i stuff let's just put it scams scams i hate them uh or you can go to talkingrealmoney.com and uh type your question or speak it there too we have that technology we are really really sophisticated I'm Don. Tom's looking askance. Thanks for joining us. Tell your friends. Do something nice for somebody else. Be a good person. Don't rip people off. If you're a stockbroker listening, just stop it. And uh, Tom and I are just going to hang out here until the next time, thinking about and uh, occasionally even talking. Money. that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.